0: I'm Marisol and I'm Adam and you are listening to The The Reading Reading Aloud Aloud Podcast,
1: Podcast. a podcast where the creative, emotional, and hilarious aspects of relationship communication is explored in real time by a real couple.
0: That's us. In season two, we bring you along on our tour to keep the conversation going. Okay. Here we go. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah, that's about how I feel too. Go for it. Go for what? Oh.
0: We're are we recording? Oh, we're we've gonna... been recording. <laughs> First point: We're both wearing beanies.
1: Yeah, it's fall. It's the best, you know, beanie beanie weather.
0: Second point:
1: I, My eyes are closing. Yeah, we're rapidly. tired. We're tired. Super tired. We're
0: tired. We're gonna do this. Let's do it. Yeah, we're gonna do Un, it. Do trois, trousers.
1: Go. Go a baby so girl. this is we are recording this um, Wednesday night after the election as it currently stands Wisconsin was um, called and Michigan has either been called or looking like it and you know we're gonna it's gonna be another day or two or we'll see we don't know but that's where we're at they right called now called
0: it and haven't told us yet
1: they called what
0: has been called and we don't know or they
1: Biden oh Biden <laughs> I thought I thought people would people would know that. So that's where we're at. And uh, we're tired. and But we're going to record a podcast because some important things have come up today.
0: Yeah. So we're going to talk a little bit about relationships and election and things and friendships, but also then our relationship.
1: Relationships, election and all that kind of stuff. Take yeah. it
0: away, pumpkin. Yeah. So
1: oh. Oh. no, go ahead.
0: I just wanted to say I do want to make sure that we focus on maybe a glimmer of hope if we can find it.
1: Of course, of course. Yeah, Trouser agrees with that. Good girl. So I guess the thing that kind of came up for me today is, you know, seeing all of these reports about and hearing some stories individually uh, uh, about people, you know, having trouble with friends and family or acquaintances, relationships within their lives, where people may have even voted for one candidate or the other voted for Trump or voted for Biden, but don't see eye to eye on all the issues, right? They don't see eye to eye. Maybe that person isn't um, completely aligned with all of the, you know, stated demands of the movement for Black Lives or all of that number. And it really got me thinking about this way in which, and let me see if I can say this fairly quickly, and feel free to interrupt me, but this way in which we as a society have been learning and educating ourselves about some very historically ingrained and old systems, but we have been educating ourselves as a society about these deeply ingrained systems and structures of systemic racism, oppression. And because we have been educating ourselves about that, there has been this theme, and I would say over the past probably 10 years, uh, probably more in, in the organizer's view of, like, intersectionality in the sense of all issues are interconnected, right? Like, police funding is connected to... Uh, school attendance and you know you could make all these different kind of and
0: in social work school even in college which was which was 20 years ago for me we were talking about intersectionality of of social issues you know environmentalism and how that affects economics and how that affects um, food insecurity and housing and all of that intersection so yeah
1: right right exactly and you know me working in the environmental field predominantly understand this through a lens of climate change you know climate was the issue that really was the no pun intended like the trump card um, or the the catch-all I'll say for all uh, all environmental issues uh, plastic pollution that's a climate issue riding your bike or you know car to work or school like that's a climate issue like it was a catch-all for all different, sets of environmental issues and so you know i really am just it kind of dawned on me that this this systemic racism systematic oppression that's ingrained within our society has become that and i agree with it let me just be very clear i agree with that i i have you know done some work it's always an ongoing process to educate myself and i am completely on board with that but here's my kind of rub is that because it is a kind of blanket all social issues all issues of inequity that exist within our society fall under this it has i believed or i am seeing in some ways limited people's ability to find common ground with each other because the fact that everything is interconnected therefore if i don't believe in every aspect of this kind of, and I'm not talking about my personal beliefs here, I'm talking about something I'm seeing. If one person doesn't believe in every single aspect of kind of the systemic nature of injustice that exists, then all of a sudden they can't be brought along or I can't relate with them on any, on any level. And I believe that that, I believe that that is a little bit of a disservice that, you know, those are the folks that we need to be working with and educating and also building relationships with and learning from like if you don't agree with every aspect of the progressive social movement that's okay right and so like mm-hmm. I, I just think that that's a disservice now I, I want to say quickly that you know hopefully that's something we can figure out and I also want to say that I am a privileged straight white male and so that is an easier position for me to take this kind of like more flexible with people's opinions Because the opinions are not directly impacting my life and safety. So that's very true as well.
0: Well, first of all, I just want to thank you for towing a fine line and being willing to say that. I think that that's... Um, I think it's an interesting topic, and I think that it also is a very weighted topic. So I just want to thank you for being willing to, to open it up for discussion. And um, you know, I, I think it's interesting because you shared an example earlier of somebody saying that it was difficult to be friends with another person who didn't believe in systemic injustice and systemic racism, which had a direct effect on them. I had a conversation with somebody who explained that their family members, just today, it's so interesting. We had both of those conversations today who had um, who their uh, their entire family voted for Trump. Right. It, It shocked me because I know this person, I know their family, but they did. Right. And they 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 have made concessions for Donald Trump. They also made a point about how um, how we're fed information on social media, you know, very much like the documentary that just came out about that and how it really influences what we think because it tells us, you know, we're being told exactly what to think. Um, and so we just start to form these opinions little by little. And so- I think in the case of family, it's like, wow, do I let go of my family um, or do I try to find common ground with them? And for some people, it's it's an easy decision. They cannot be in relationship with their family. For many people, it's where do we find common ground? Now, with the person you were talking about, um, it's when we're talking about friendships, friendships are choices, you know? And so I think it is a little bit easier to say, I actually need friends... In my life, because that's a privilege to be my friend, especially as we get older, we don't have as much time for friends. And it's like, yeah, I want people in my life who at the very minimum, we have this common ground. Now, I I also don't know in that instance, like if that person did try to have a conversation with their friend, right? Like we don't know that. But, um, I think, you know, where the fine line, you know, when you said that earlier, I was like, yeah, this isn't a negotiable. Like, I think that the, I think that that's where it becomes a fine line is like, it doesn't feel negotiable.
1: yeah i I hear that and and I agree that there is definitely a line, right like there is a line of somebody's views when they kind of cross a, a certain threshold, particularly in a friendship kind of uh, uh, relationship as you're talking about that yeah i I, I just don't want to be friends with you I, I like don't want to associate with you but but i I do think that there is a line and I guess I, what I'm saying is that that line has maybe heightened or raised because of the education that we're doing around the systemic nature of these issues and intersectionality. So now that bar is much higher and almost dangerously too high in order to, you know, every single one of these, it's... Well, it's
0: polarizing. It's polarizing. But do do you, you, are you referencing cancel culture? Like basically, like if you don't get it right, you're out? Or are you saying, because at some point you know this whole at some point this whole like i'm gonna i'm gonna wait till this person comes around or i'm gonna you know like we're getting we're having to get really serious and it and it does yeah it's not to say like we need to be polarized and have people just like throw themselves to the ends of each side of the boxing ring and be like you're either in or you're out or we're fighting right? right but like it is it's like it's like the difference between you know, defunding or, you know, reinventing versus abolition, right? It's like we are at the point where we need to recognize that like some stuff just needs to go away. You can't just keep redefining and redescribing and that is happening. I
1: I, I agree. I, I totally agree. And you know, uh, I agree with those with those viewpoints. I I think just where I struggle is understanding my understanding. And and again, I rec- I'm trying. I saying this just being vulnerable and honest. Like like people may call me out for this, and that's fine. But like my recognition of how change is created and. You know, one of the things that I believe very firmly in is how we actually create real paradigm shifting change in this country is through solidarity. And what I mean by that is people working on the vast spectrum of ways in which we create change. Meet
0: people where they're at.
1: Are standing in solidarity with each other. So those activists on the front lines putting their bodies on the line and demanding abolition of these systems. They need to be in solidarity with the folks who are, you know, maybe doing more political or inside work. And, and I know that that's a tricky balance to strike. I understand that we don't have time to get into time.
0: that. I think that's the issue is that people feel that.
1: But, people feel the urgency. But, but I
0: hear you talking about the bus stop. Like we need to meet, you know, if if somebody's at bus stop number 1 which would be like just opening their minds and hearts to any kind of any of these concepts, we need somebody needs to meet them at bus stop number 1 or they'll never make it to bus stop number 2. Exactly. Right. And you and this shows up in our relationship too because, you know, when I when I make a mistake or, um, you know, hurt your feelings or we have some kind of conflict in our relationship, like instead of you going, I'm out or you don't get me or forget about it, you know, like these kind of really like um, all or nothing. You don't
1: cancel culture. me, Right. Right. You don't cancel <laughs> yeah.
0: culture. You 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 do try to meet me where I'm at, even if even if I'm way far away from what you would consider to be your final point or something right and you've taught me a lot about that and you're right it actually helps move the bar along but it takes a shit ton of patience and I think that
1: and good communication that Mm. that you know we've worked on
0: right so you know we've done some like nonviolent communication has been helpful and some other just like time together being intentional about it but it is true that it is um we are running you know we are running out of time and so there's urgency too so that's a little bit the balance. And I don't know that people who have been experiencing oppression for so long and every day microaggressions and feeling like they're always misunderstood and never going to get ahead. I just think the 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 freedom to feel totally done, giving people p- passes with that, in treating them that way, it's like, that's where I just have so much compassion right now it's like people are so mad about the the what they're calling the rioting and the looting and I'm like what I'm like what do you expect we need somebody they they sometimes at some point people are
1: done yeah, being sweet. Yeah, and 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 I honor that as best I can, and I might not be fully honoring it, you know, with the questions I'm asking right now. But like I I'm I am with that, and I understand, you know, that dynamic, and and in and in the best ways that I can be in the in the world, um, you know, fully supportive of that. It was just like um, I also feel a feel a deep cause to when I have almost like more process oriented questions, right? Like I'm not questioning my personal beliefs, but I'm questioning the process. Like I feel pretty, and maybe this is, you know, my, like probably patriarchal training, but like, I feel like I want to create spaces where those can be asked. And that's right. That and is that's really important. A
0: calling. And like, you know, I think that you as a privileged white man like that's kind of the thing it's like you know for anybody who's not sure what their role is in this movement I'd say somebody who has a ton of privilege who is not experiencing daily triggers in the same way that other any other oppressed group is um, you know that's a great like if you've got the energy and you're not feeling totally defeated it's like you need to be showing up in the hardest places like you need to be showing up on yeah. behalf of people at like standing, yeah, standing I, I, at yeah the front, exactly. We do, and taking... I
1: cannot expect folks to you know show up for every issue in every way and energy. put the burden on there. Exactly. exactly. And totally. this is
0: this is the cool. Like I I think I mean I just hope that people I mean. You know, I know a lot of women listen to our podcast. I know, but like it it is a, a, a and men, but like you know, I think that for the men that have privilege, it's like if you've been confused about where to go in in the in the past little bit, if you've been feeling like I can't say anything, I can't do anything, it's like talk to your other white men guys and and talk about these these important things. Like, be that bridge
1: yeah, so well, speaking of speaking of talking about this stuff, um one thing i want to I wanna touch base on really quickly here around talking about this and um a man um, uh, exuding some privilege is our miscommunication last night around watching um, the election. do you want do you wanna set us up for that?
0: Yeah, I mean, I didn't have the words for it at the time, but essentially, I was like, What else are we going to do tonight? In my mind, I just was like, we're going to like, you know, eat a delicious dinner and watch a good movie. And I thought The Bachelorette might be on. And I was like, it'll be a great distraction. And you just looked at me and you were like, absolutely not. I, this is a, this is a deep love of mine. And I was like, oh, of course. So I shared with you, I felt kind of stupid for suggesting we do something else. Um, and then it wasn't until about midnight when you came to bed that I was like, "I I think I'm I think I'm understanding what happened is, I personally needed uh more like just like some opportunity to kind of regulate throughout this really intense time and this election being very different than any other election um, that it wasn't as fun as." other elections where the stakes didn't feel quite so high. And I, you know, I've enjoyed watching elections in the past. I've gone to election parties, of course. And so when you said that, I was like, oh, right, of course, we watched the election. Um, But then I realized this is different. And so it was impacting me differently. And, you know, I think I suffered. I couldn't really sleep and things like that.
1: Yeah, I think the takeaway for me, I mean, just to reflect on my experience with that was, number one, I kind of just... Uh, Reacted, you you know, made a quick kind of like comment or decision around that and should have allowed much more time for, you know, the, the family, you and I in this situation, to process what was best for everybody. And, you know, it may... It may have turned out in that situation that we still watched the election. I'm not saying it would it it would have ended up either way, but it needed a little bit more space. And so I think one of the takeaways for me, and I have two, one of the takeaways is to remember to uh, things that are very um, emotionally charged or intense. I'll just use that word broadly is to allow space for a process to happen around them. And that was one takeaway. The, the second, I think, more interesting thing, and we're running out of uh, time here, but the second more interesting thing for me is I am still learning my voice and and learning my ability how to kind of like state my needs because you know and I've mentioned this on the podcast I don't need to get deep into it and go back and listen to other episodes but like I'm I'm a tuned in helper right like I I find purpose in in doing what others want and making that experience better and so. so and so I'm trying to also develop the side of myself that finds purpose in stating my needs and expressing my joy and this is a little bit nuanced in that category but I think for me Taking a step back, it falls into it, but I'm still not very good at it, right? So <laughs> these days, when I'm expressing my needs, sometimes, as is the case last night, they will come out extremely clunky. They will come out in a more demanding way. And, you know, it's just a good learning point for me because I think that that happened there and... Um, You know, it came out in that way, and then unfortunately, you know, that's just kind of how it out, and it really, it really kind of set us out on a on a wobbly path. It was interesting.
0: It was interesting because it played into a dynamic where, like, as a woman, I felt silenced. Right, like I felt like my opinion didn't matter, which is an old story. But I, in my in this relationship, have very much practiced clunky, you know, like speaking my mind, like big nose and dramatic, you know, like like lots of pushing back and like exerting this power that I feel like just naturally as a woman in a in a sexist culture you know have been silenced even though I've always been loud and opinionated it's I've still experienced the feeling of being silenced and oppressed and so you know I think I've you've given me the opportunity to be clunky I think it's much harder pill to swallow tastes a little more like vinegar to watch you try to exert power because it's so counterintuitive to what I think needs to be happening but I never would want you to feel like you didn't have a voice and I know that you are more inclined because of that helper nature to acquiesce to others and so I think that I just want to continue to try to remember like you know space for your voice is actually an ex a different kind of exercise
1: I'm going to leave us with something here that might be a topic for another discussion Um, Because it kind of came up right there in both of the things that we covered tonight. Our own interaction and the interactions of this broader. So here's my like kind of thing that that brought up for me. At what point do we separate the individual? So like you separating me and my desire to find, you know, purpose in that. The individual from the cultural you know the bigger picture the cultural dominance like at what point do you not say quit representing the patriarchy adam and i'm just adam you know um and that's interesting i don't know the answer right now but that's just an interesting dynamic so that I came think up it for says me as
0: we continue to build trust but i think that's a great conversation
1: yeah. all right well um, I'm going to go probably take a nap and... Uh, edit the podcast <laughs> edit the- <laughs>
0: and make dinner so that we can watch TV and relax.
1: All right. Stay safe out there, y'all. And if you're listening to this, uh, I-, I really hope that you're taking care of yourself, that you're in a safe, healthy space, and that we, we just love you so much. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.